What is up, guys? David here with Coffee Upside Down. Coming at you on Thursday, August 1st, 2019 from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I met with Lee Gilbo today of Uptown Climbing Gym in Baton Rouge, the first and only full facility climbing gym in Louisiana. Um, Coming up on its second year in operation, Uh, Lee has been climbing for 16 years since 2003, Uh, loves the lifestyle, has a passion for it. Um, I've witnessed him working towards this dream for a number of years as a dear friend of mine um, and was happy to sit down and get his story um, into the challenges and uh, rewards of owning his own business and seeing this climbing community uh, grow by leaps and bounds. So tune in, be a fly on the wall, so to speak, and enjoy episode 27. Hope everybody's doing great. And without further ado, let's listen to Lee. Well, this is a good song to, to start off to. Free as a bird. Free bird! What's up, everybody? We are going up with Coffee Upside Down and Uptown Climbing. What's up, dude? Um, hey, David. Hi. Uh, we're here at Uptown Climbing in Baton Rouge with my buddy Lee Gilbo, who I've known for 37, 38 years. At least that long. <laughs> Going back into the 70s now. 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we were born, we knew each other. Um, well, yeah, man. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing here at Uptown, uh, how you started. Um, why you really just don't like climbing so much mm. and, and acting like a monkey and, and climbing around and doing <laughs> crazy stuff um, and decided to not follow your dream and, and, and not climb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, one of my, <laughs> the opposite of all that. One of my Flip that. favorite follow your dream quotes is, um, I'm sick of it now. I'm just going to ask where they're going and meet up with them later. Nice. Um, what I'm doing here now is more businessy back office things than I've done in my entire life. You know, it's a lot of um, operations, planning, staffing, um, Did uh, you know marketing. Did you into that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I expected most of it. Yeah. There's just always this, this, the unexpected bits that come up and, and kind of self-teaching and looking for people who have been in my shoes and, and started their own businesses and uh, well i remember just a few years ago you showing lauren and i some of your drawings and i was totally blown away because i didn't know you were doing this yeah like, of the gym of, of the, the like, gym original of the, sketches yeah, on original, napkins and stuff yeah. well not just that but then you pulled it up on your computer yeah. and you had like you were pouring hours into it and yeah. i didn't realize because you weren't like you weren't talking about it a lot, mm. so I didn't really realize how big a dream it was mm. for you until I saw those sketches in our living room and the computer graphics. And right. I was like, "Holy crap, he's really going for this, right?" <laughs> like, yeah. So, so to bring people up to speed, Uptown Climbing has been here how long? So we're almost at a two-year mark now. Okay. Uptown and- Climbing is Baton Rouge's first and still only sort of full-service climbing gym. It offers every type of climbing for an indoor setting. Um, 
and it's an air-conditioned space, which is a huge draw for people, especially in the summer. Um, uh, but kind of all ages climbing too. We have a, a little, in addition to that, we have a little space for yoga classes and acro yoga and aerial silks. Um, but the main bag is people coming in to experience climbing, whether that be harnessing up and tying into a rope or clipping into an auto belay um, or just bouldering. Um, we offer uh, monthly memberships uh, similar to other gyms or, or workout places um, or just walk-in day passes. So uh, typically people who haven't done it before walk in and learn a lot in the first 15 minute orientation that we give them from the front door. Um, people who have experience come in and kind of hit the ground running either with uh, their own gear or they kind of uh, start here and kind of get their own climbing gear as they progress. So there are other places in Louisiana, I know there's a couple bouldering facilities, but, yeah. no, but no all-inclusive um, air-conditioned uh, climbing facilities that have everything, right? Yeah. What's the closest place that has something so like this? So Louisiana is very spread out. Um, New Orleans has the New Orleans Boulder Lounge. It's uh, bouldering only, so you, there's no ropes, no harnesses. Um, and that's the only one in the state that's bouldering specific. Um, every other facility um, has at least some ropes and some bouldering. Um, we're just, we just happen to be the largest uh, at the moment. Got it, okay. Um, and the only one in Baton Rouge that is specifically rock climbing. Um, so when I started, uh, the only gym in the state was in Lafayette. Mm. Uh, so Lafayette's been open now for 23 years. Rock House? Was that The it? Rock House okay. is the original. Um, awesome place. People coming out of there and moving all over the country that were just super strong. Um, and hand built by the owner, so really yeah. awesome place and like a good community there, and they're still going really strong. Um, and now there's a couple places up in North Louisiana, so Shreveport and Bossier City now have um, climbing gyms each, respectively. Uh, and uh, Slido Rocks has been open for a while too. So um, they were um, in the early 2000s climax was in new orleans they closed because of katrina slide all rocks opened just after katrina got it um yeah so. i knew there was one in new orleans that was yeah that was a climax mm -hmm. so that's kind of the history of the state right in, in, in as much in a nutshell when yeah. i started um just before college uh it was the rock house that was it. yeah that's all i had i wasn't there was a few like home walls that people built but i wasn't in that, that cool club. And the Baton Rouge in uh, Baton Rec Rouge. Center eventually the built something. The LSU but... Rec Center built one when I was a freshman. So yeah. it was very distinct, like, oh, now we have a, a climbing wall right. at the Rec Center, and I've, I'm a student here now. So I was there uh, about once a week um, for the first couple of years in college. Um, part of the end of my college years involved going out west to, for a uh, transfer semester and then an internship in the summer in Colorado and Wyoming. When I came back, I was I hit the ground running. It was all I thought about was climbing. Huh. And so and that was when? That was 2003. Okay. 2004. So you've been doing this a short 16 years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just about. That's that's wild. When people ask when I started, I always feel older and older. So I've stopped giving it the number of years now and yeah. just saying in longer, college, just longer a few years than ago. you'd have been alive, or just yeah, in college. Yeah, right in college, <laughs> which could be anything. Um, 
Yeah, so what is it about, so I, know, I know you are trained in a bunch of different modalities um, of functional movement and outdoor, indoor, um, and you've kind of immersed yourself in that lifestyle just as a moving person, functional movement, yoga, um, personal training, climbing, a number of other things. What is it about climbing that you particularly harnessed? Ha, <laughs> going up on the puns um that kind of stuck with you to be so immersed in and then facilitate bringing it to all these people in the form of a business yeah you know um out of all those things um climbing stuck out to me more because it is in the same vein as a lot of other mind-body movements like yoga and Pilates and things that you really have to focus on to be good at. Um, but it has this um, adrenaline pump. It has this um, physical draw that is, is relatively addicting, but it also has this um, mental puzzle aspect that is just as much addicting when I'm not climbing um, I'm thinking about the, the last most challenging thing that I wasn't successful at or the thing that I, I did really well at. And so I'll, I'll try to suss out the movements of the thing that I couldn't get past. Mm. And I'm constantly thinking about it even though I'm not on the wall, even though it's not right in front of me. Um, but it, when you're actually on the wall, it kind of draws you in to force you to be in the moment yeah. in a real way. So it's for you to get past these moves, you have to, um, you know, focus on one thing and one thing only. If you have anything less than that complete focus, then you're less likely to, to succeed and get yeah. to the top and get past the move. So that's, that's what drew you to it. Do you think that's congruent with most people's experience? Is that why people enjoy climbing so much because of those things or is that what you it's got to be no I, be. <laughs> I don't know the Honestly, adrenaline the mental puzzling mm -hmm. the physical challenge being outdoors when you're doing outdoor mm -hmm. climbing i know you do a number of trips both for r&d and mm -hmm. for just getting outside yeah right yeah i mean for me outside climbing um climbing outside bouldering outside getting out and and just breathing fresh air and experiencing that is has an, a number of other uh, benefits yeah. obviously it's just it's just where I feel a little bit more comfortable too even though the comfort here is the air condition and the controlled environment um, I like exploring I like hanging out in a hammock in between climbs I like hiking so hiking you know to a place that's somewhat more remote has an appeal as well um, I like getting out there where there's no cell service and yeah. ta taking breaks every once in a while there's no towers in the middle of the uh, boulder face sometimes where you can plug in. sometimes does anybody are. have a charger does anybody help <laughs> depending I'm on your service provider yeah oh um, running out of batteries service is the best yeah, the best. yeah I'm out, sorry. no batteries on the boulder face no <laughs> chargers so um what have you seen since opening this place uh, both in personal challenges as a business owner and the evolution of your clientele and the climbers here have you seen the community grow that's a loaded question of course but yeah, yeah. we're growing really quickly the community um, now has gone from a place where I knew every face that walked into the door 
to mean meeting new people every time I'm here. Oh, really? You're a member? Oh, great. Uh, nice yeah. to meet you. You know, <laughs> how long you been a member? Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's a that's a good feeling. Um, and it, kind of bringing that wherever I go, you know, talking to people around town about what I do and um, going it from people not hearing about us to, oh, I've heard about you, but I haven't made it in. Or my friend loves going there. Mm-hmm. It's also a really good feeling. Um, part of the challenges for me um, are learning the, the ins and outs of... Um, immediacy of con- of keeping in touch with people and drawing people in um, plus um, plus planning next week, next month, next year uh, and, and working into a timeline into the future yeah. um, there's certainly um, hurdles that were unexpected because we were we built this building from the ground up yeah. uh, it's a brand new facility wall to wall um so they're very inexpensive very <laughs> easy right <laughs> hurdles hurdles in the beginning were were yeah. property and financing yeah were the two biggest ones sure um the little ones were easily more easily overcome you know um stuff wh- that was largely unanticipated or just yeah. stuff that comes with growing pains whether it's yeah. whether it was this uh you know this little technical piece of the sure. building needs to move over five feet or something right. welcome <laughs> we're recording but you're welcome to come in hey what's guys. up guys rex you want to introduce yourself same hi this is rex rex this is the phone this is the podcast this is lee's son and lee's wife they just came up to say hello you remember his name who's this Debbie. yeah that's yeah. me hi Debbie. hi so um so those small hurdles and larger hurdles um yeah unanticipated anticipated um but you made it through i mean you're almost two years Mm -hmm. um yeah where were we going with that uh were you finished with your thought the, there's there's a, a long list. I get. I just so as you're well as you're telling me this, I mm. see you watching. So that's what I was gonna say. I see you watching everything that's going on in the gym, which I'm used to that as a manager or facilitator, mm. like looking at everything mm. while trying to focus your attention 100. Mm. percent And that's it. Reminds me of a parable: the eagle and the mouse. Right? The eagle is the big vision. Mm. The mouse is picking up the crumbs. Mm. So balancing both the big vision of anticipating how's uptown going to look in six months in one year um in two years and five years and ten years but also making sure that your staff clocks in on time that they're filling out all the waivers yeah. that they're picking up after themselves yeah yeah all those things all like, those things it's it's easy to get frustrated with the little things that's yeah. that's a an a easy trap to fall into yeah um i just try to all my movements i try to set an example sure for the staff and so i'm not going to walk by a little piece of paper on the ground without picking it up um but there are there are procedural things that we're really trying to get into uh written form that we can refer back to and at first when we had 15 staff um we can tell each and every one of them 
you know, right. this is how we're going to do it, this is how we want you to see, do it. Yeah. Um, early on, it was a little bit easier. But at the same time, we were also teaching ourselves the day-to-day, -day, the step-by-steps. We kind of, we had so much to do in the beginning. Now, we have twice as many staff, um, so it's a little bit more challenging to communicate all that stuff, especially because a lot of our staff is college age or younger. Uh, yeah. This is kind of an ongoing thing in our manager's meeting is that young people, for some reason, don't know how to check email and respond to an email and treat it like a text. Yeah. Um, and so for, for scheduling, but also like really important things that they need to know for the ne their very next shift, you know, being on the same page as far as the best way to communicate and the best way to ask for assistance, the best way to make sure that we're consistent in our the way we treat people at the front desk yeah. to the to the fitness room in the back and all right. that stuff is, is really important. We, well, we don't want to lose that quality, you know. It's better to get that done now before you keep growing, right? Like yeah, as you, yeah you know, it's... Hey, have, but it's hard. You have to take it day by day, right? Yeah. Because you have to encounter new experiences that mm -hmm. will inform your next decision sure. on how to communicate, how to write these training procedures. Sure, sure. Um, Com compared like to them, that. we just feel old and yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of a disconnect between what, how many more apps do we need to add to communicate? Yeah. You know? uh, can you, are we able to meet in the middle with email versus our scheduling app? Because there's communication in both of those. Do we have to text you every day? Yeah. Because we know that you check text some, for some reason, but the email icon on that phone is just out of reach. <laughs> you know, Sounds like this far. is a point of contention for you and Rob that you're dealing with right now. Well, last time I was here, Rob was like, Rob is the, the co-owner here um, with Lee. He sees from about 20 yards away a little belt that somebody didn't put back in place. He's like drives me crazy when people don't put stuff back mm. and that's the stuff as a owner as a manager as a leader you're always gonna that's a constant you're always mm. gonna be dealing with that um, so yeah I like what you said at the beginning about setting an example and being the example but also holding your people accountable mm. right like check your phone check your message check yeah. your email check yeah. your text how many things do we need to get through to you yeah right? at what point do you, do you stop doing all of it yourself and, yeah. and, uh, and draw a line, you know, yeah. you're not able to kind of keep up with the standard. So yeah, we're, we're going to look for somebody that can, yeah. you know, well, it's the same challenge that's on the cliff face or the rock wall, right? Like mm -hmm. you're figuring out what is the next most efficient functional movement. It's a little clunky analogy, but <laughs> I'm sure as you're climbing, you're thinking about these things, both consciously, subconsciously, and even unconsciously, because mm -hmm. the mind as it figures this stuff out, tends to work on other things in the background too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, being in a, a leadership role like that is, is can be done lots of different ways. I've seen it done terribly. I've seen it done really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to find a way to do it um, in my own style, in my sure. own terms, you know. Um, picking up where I can from different different mentors and different people who have been there. Like right. I said. And I'm sure you and Rob are very different, which probably plays to each other's strengths and weaknesses and yeah, make, yeah. A good, make a good team. Yeah, Does I mean, he do more of the administrative stuff? 
or is he in here day by day yeah, we, hunting down these kids and putting them in line? <laughs> we're, we're both, we both have eyes on things, um, but we do play kind of a 70-30 role. So, um, so the um, physical part of it, route setting on the front end of the wall itself, um, the uh, instruction um, on the floor and on the instructor staff. Um, are kind of all in my wheelhouse. He comes from um, a background of IT and um, and auditing, and so for me, it, it would almost be unimaginable for me to do this without him or a him equivalent. Yeah. You know, um, so Rob definitely balances out my uh, expertise with all the things that uh, that I didn't really. Uh, excel in, yeah. had didn't have experience in as far as a business. Well, uh, but you're also guys. only one dude, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you had all those skill sets, there's no way you could do it by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good that it's complementary uh, skill sets. That's yeah. what anybody would hope for in a business partner, yeah, right? Absolutely. Is to to become 100 percent absolutely on to have that. Yeah, and there's there is definitely uh, a tract of I'm trying to get better at. Um, you know, this uh, auditing QuickBooks tax sure. thing. And so he can help me out with that too. Yeah. Um, and then the same uh, opposite end, he can help, I can help him out with yeah. um, instructing face-to-face, you know, and dealing with clients. So I've dealt with people and more recently before this, the, the public in the climbing mm-hmm. setting for a long time. So, so yeah, it, it can be a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's always this customer service thing that's got to come before anything else yeah. you know we're we're accommodating as much as we can be but getting the point across to for instance um baby boomers or grandparents who don't want to sign a waiver to enter the building every once in a while we'll get those that refuse to put their name on any kind of paperwork to watch their grandkids climb for instance yeah so that dealing with uh, an instance like that and they, they don't usually get irate but we have had a sure. few irate customers well i mean that's that you're you're in a fun place but also that was going to be my next thing yeah. is is this is a a high volume high risk mm. you know manageable but mm. you have to do those things uh, for safety purposes, for insurance purposes, yeah, to protect yeah. your own best interests, and to protect the safety of all the climbers and everybody sure. involved. So, yeah, yeah. Our you know, it's such a fun word. place, but you've got to have. What's your four-letter four word? Our four-letter word in the gym is safe. Actually, safe. yeah. So we try not to say safe. <laughs> uh, from end to end, when people walk in the building, they'll ask us sometimes if this is safe, and we're like, eh, "Did you read the the visitor yeah. agreement?" You know, there are definitely risks we want to mitigate those risks so the language that that we use is very specific with that you know so is is the s word really a bad word yeah yeah like so uh, it makes sense if you look behind you the orientation that's going on right now he is barred our employee is barred from saying that word during the orientation yeah he cannot say it yeah so it's just something to uh, we point out the most common accidents and injuries that happen especially for a first visit first time visitor um, so we want them to be really aware of the consequences of their actions. Yeah. Um, the U.S. is much different than the rest of the world, but we're trying um, as an industry in the U.S. to um, to get a little bit more standardized. We're not yet... Um, so the U.S. To, is behind as far as 
industry standards in the climbing realm federally or are you saying no, just different? It's just different. So if you so have it, European climbers it, coming here. So yeah, in Europe they check you in, you pay the day day pass or whatever, and they let you go. They don't explain anything about Well they also safety. have free healthcare. They have free healcare. <laughs> okay, People yeah. don't sue as much. It's yeah. not a sue happy culture yeah. in Europe. So from my understanding that's how yeah. that's just how it is and you so know? you have somebody come here and they just it's a total disconnect they don't understand a sometimes. little bit a little bit there's well, just more explaining to yeah. do there's more um there's more litigation that happens to a lot of our um processes are based from an insurance recommendation mm-hmm. standpoint mm-hmm. so there's starting to be insurance companies that specifically deal with a, a large volume of climbing gyms say so they know the most common accidents and our insurance is also largely based on the number of people that walk through the door. Wow. And that's kind of goes back to the statistic of how many people are injured per year in climbing gyms. Well, and that's interesting to go back to what you said about, you know, this is another S word that probably is not said in here, but Sue happy culture, mm-hmm. right? Like America is kind of that way mm-hmm. and is, is very different in, in that aspect to other um, countries or continents or whatever. So, yeah. but everything about this place that you designed—I mean, it's it's designed in such a way that has padding and minimal um, risk. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah. That's it. We're yeah. trying to we're trying to minimize the risk, and it's it's this kind of bridge to self responsibility yeah. is how we see it. You know, it's it's taking care of yourself and keeping your eyes out for the people around you because as soon as the person next to you forgets to clip in or does something incorrectly then you're a first responder you're not you're not uh, an EMS uh, you know yeah but you're uh, there. a nurse yeah. but you you know you gotta <laughs> either watch this person expire or yeah. you have to do something to help them so the more preventative you can be about those things the better that's that's kind of risk management in general that's so interesting. I mean, we could spend a lot of time just on that aspect because I hadn't really thought of everything that goes into that and how how niche that um, the climbing industry is in that aspect of, mm-hmm. like you said, litigation and insurance and how it's becoming so popular mm-hmm. as a as a pastime and a sport that um, things are evolving with it, right? Systems. Um, yeah, yeah. organizations, uh, standards, mm-hmm. all that. So it's good to be on the cutting edge of that, I think. I mean, are you seeing a boom in this industry? Or is Louisiana just catching up? Or yeah. is this... Yeah, nationwide, the growth is pretty incredible, like double digits wow. for the past uh, 10 years. I mean, like 10 12% growth in the industry. Uh, not a single year goes by that 20 new gyms don't open up across the country. Um, so it's they can some of them are uh, being built that are much smaller than us, like uh, the Boulder Lounge is, uh, but the community is just as big there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are opening up that are five times as big as we are. Wow! So you know we're wow. talking fifty, sixty thousand square feet of building of climbing facility that has a full CrossFit gym in there. Um, they have a restaurant in there. They're right next to a brewery. They're you know. Wow! Do you see that um, slowing down? Do I see it slowing down? in the next five, ten oh, years? I don't know. No, I don't know. People, I don't think are so. just, people are wanting to climb. You know, into uh, next year, climbing is in the Olympics for the first time. Wow. And so that'll be a, we see that as a huge boom as well. People see it on TV and say, I got to try it kind of thing. Oh, and then 
You're Googling it. And then they show up and they're signing a waiver. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they're strapping in. So next summer, we'll probably see another big uh, boom. That's awesome. So to bring it back to ground zero here, what do you, what's going on in the next six months uh, to a year at Uptown? Any big changes or just? Our next uh, big program with youth climbers is actually the competitive team. So we're going to have, we're going to host a USA climbing sanctioned bouldering competition mm-hmm. uh, that's potentially bringing uh, kids from Texas who have or have been really strong for a long time. I mean, some of the Texas cl- uh, youth climbers place nationally on a regular basis. Wow. Um, Texas has a few climbing gyms that specifically train competition climbers. That's kind of half of their business is coaching, is practicing, is getting kids ready for uh, bigger and better things and for the olympics and for the olympics eventually too so that's coming up when they're already doing sort of tryouts and picking the u.s team and i think usa today had their morning show had some of the usa team climbers on there a bunch of other olympians but they had a climbing wall on morning national tv so it's so it's not slowing down it's a it's a big A visual yeah. uh, appeal you know yeah. you're watching these people do these superhuman things on the climbing wall wow it's hard to, to relate unless you've tried it and so that's the kind of other thing is like try to, to climb and you have a little bit more respect and idea of how hard they're actually yeah. pulling on these tiny little holds right how crazy the moves are now jumping from hold to hold you know um, yeah so that's the competition aspect 99% of competition climbs are on artificial walls, so they have route setters that make these routes that are as challenging as they want as cha- to, to kind of challenge the most capable of climbers. Yeah. Um, outdoor climbing is, there, there are outdoor competitions, but it's much more for the challenge of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're competing against this rock. Somebody probably already climbed it, so you have an idea of how difficult it is. And there's number grades that go along with all these climbs too. So we give it a, a classification of how hard the climb is. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you get into that, pe- people will actually get really hung up on those numbers too. Mm-hmm. Chasing in, ra- in a race, it would be a faster time like for a marathon yeah. or you know something comparable what, to that. What, or what, heavier lifts. That real kind of quickly, thing. what's the rating? Is it one, two, three, four, five? For bouldering, it goes one, yeah, zero, one, two, three, four, five, up to fifteen. Uh, 16 uh, now so they're they're constantly kind of pushing harder grades but so how many people have done a 15 or a 16 in the world oh less than 100 probably closer to 50 yeah yeah yeah. there's there's, so most of these expert climbers are are doing what category 9 10 11 yeah if you're a pro climber you're probably climbing harder than v12 13 Um, they do say it gets exponentially harder so v2 is twice as hard as a v1 got it you know <laughs> so <laughs> that is towards, quite a challenge. towards the top end yeah it gets crazy yeah but, and we are in a we're not in a climber heavy population yeah so honestly the hardest climb on our boulder wall is not double digits it's v v8 okay nine yeah and so the strongest climbers here would have to either train super hard or move somewhere with actual rocks to and get to bigger climbing gyms to climb double digits wow. on the bouldering side of things so that's what's coming up down the line is competitive climbing. Mm. You guys are going to be a part of that. 
Um, school season is about to ramp back up. So what's going on with summer hours versus school hours? Are you guys open every day? Yeah, we're open seven days a week year round, save for the, the big holidays. So we're, we're closed three or four days a year. Okay. Um, the after, other after school programs are just a club, so like a recreational club. Uh, and there's a couple coaches um, that kind of head up, uh, head up climbing games, different things, knot tying, um, and just kind of a fun social kids gathering. Uh, we do an adult bouldering league cool. uh, in the fall and the spring, and that has been growing too. Uh, last season we had over 50 people on teams of five. Um, and it's just one night a week. They boulder as hard as they can uh, and keep score. So we set new problems for them every week. Nice. Uh, and that's just another social thing to get together. Uh, we do movie nights here. Um, so there's plenty of climbing films out there and more coming out every year. The climbing film industry is actually mm-hmm. starting to ramp up a lot more too. Um, you know, back in the 90s and 2000s, it was skateboarding and snowboarding yeah. movies. And I was, yeah. I was hooked on snowboarding movies, yeah. right? Yeah, that was the thing. So, I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, since since the late 90s and early 2000s, has been much more high-quality yeah. um, climbing films. I mean, for instance, Free Solo, I hear about this all the time. It's on Netflix, along with many other climbing films, but people ask me if I... If I've seen this guy yeah. climb this L cap uh, without no rope, yeah. he's a crazy guy. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. And so we have to deal with yeah with sure. those same questions over and over again, the, the high-profile things. Yeah. Free Solo actually won an Academy Award. So it, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so you got movie night. So we got uh, movie night. Free Solo and many other movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then coming up in the school year, are you looking at expansive hours? Like more hours or different hours or? we we do want to expand hours so we have member only hours that are early mornings okay um we do want to um so you know some of the bigger operations and climbing gyms and bigger climbing communities basically are open seven days a week from 6 a.m until they close at 9 wow. or 10 yeah so they're open all day and they have kind of a, a little bit of a flow throughout the day i do think we can get there we just need to figure out what that tipping point is with memberships it's mostly who it's going to benefit is Mm -hmm. people who are members but don't have nine to fives you know they can come in mid-morning or do a lunchtime climb um with a possible expansion of our coffee space coming up soon Uh, i think that opens up ping pong space a door (laughs) (laughs) so Although ping pong is a huge draw, <laughs> um, we do have a table in this sort of space that we hadn't specifically um, set aside for anything. We threw a ping pong table in there. Huge hit. People love it. Yeah. Uh, it's a good activity. It's hand-eye so coordination. It's a little 300 square foot space, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So it's right next to our office. Uh, but one of the ideas, and I think the more beneficial one was to have something that has snacks it has coffee it has actual food instead of just little bars bars and things right yeah Um, so that's coming up down the line so working on that a little bit more actively now yeah sweet uh so where can people find you guys web email smoke signal in person shazamstagram smoke signal is awesome (laughs) um if you yeah if you look up uptown climbing the website should be the first thing to come up um, the website has all the info you should ever need, um, prices, hours. Uh, you can sign up for any of the classes that we offer through the calendar on the website. Um, and then uh, the Facebook and the Instagrams are the uh, current events, the upcoming uh, 
cool things that are happening when we get new gear in we'll usually post that on the grams we have stories on route setting um, we have uh, features on members uh, all kinds of stuff so we want to kind of develop the community and let let it be community driven in a lot of ways too yeah you know we're here to we're here to support as much as possible sweet so if somebody were to come in just off the streets mm-hmm. um they would come up to the desk first thing they do sign a waiver yeah yeah, yeah. so you even if that, it's just a day pass you, you can sign. do that through the website you can do but that. we have okay. it at the front door too okay so it'll save you a few minutes everybody's first visit if they're climbing uh, or are supervising a youngster that's climbing has to go through the orientation so it's a one-time orientation um, that kind of explains the do's and don'ts the basic do's and don'ts um, but yeah a walk-in can get a day pass that's good for the whole day so there's no time limit on that until we close we have all the gear that you would need if you don't come with uh, closed-toed shoes you can rent our climbing shoes um, and uh, and then yeah if, if you need any other questions answered outside of the orientation and that's it cool. um, you can walk into yoga classes um, that are on the regular schedule uh, you can add a yoga class to your climbing day pass for only five bucks so we try to keep the pricing for the yoga classes pretty low yeah um, and it, they are included with memberships too so if you're comparing a yoga studio <laughs> membership to ours yeah. i'll just say that we're we're really on the more affordable end of that spectrum yoga studio climbing gym silks movies mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. snacks coffee beverages get it all here so um so we're over here on Corsi boulevard and there's not a technical uptown Baton Rouge, but I hear that you have uh, unofficially deemed this side of town uptown, which I, makes sense. I think we created it. It's uptown. <laughs> yeah, you are uptown. So come to Uptown Climbing in Uptown Baton Rouge on Corsi Boulevard um, anytime. And that is our cue. Uh, Lee's son and daughter just walked by, so we're going to uh, say bye-bye for now, guys. Um, anything else you'd like to say, Lee? Uh, thanks, David. Climb yeah. on. Climb on. All right. Peace out, guys. Thanks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. They can search Coffee Upside Down using any major podcast platform. Also, if you're into coffee and want to support the project a little more, go to coffeeupsidedown.com and check out the Air Roasted Coffee. Available for shipment anywhere in the domestic U.S. and complimentary delivery in New Orleans. That's all for now, guys. See you next time.